Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again this week on Top Bits. We're really stoked to have you. and We really appreciate all of you listening and commenting and hooking up with us on social media. Like I tell you, where the cool kids hang out. That's why we're there. Really thrilled with my guest today. I got an old buddy in with us hanging out, doing some really cool stuff. I think you guys are going to be really, really impressed with what these guys are doing. I certainly am. I certainly took a deep dive and loved what I saw. So please give it up for my friend, Will Daniels, president of AgroThrive. My brother, I appreciate you being here today. It's great to see you. Todd, it's great to see you too. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's quite a pleasure and uh, and uh, I appreciate you uh, inviting me. Oh, it's absolutely. Well, you know, it, it's not hard to do. We go back, we go back, we, we've walked a few paths together in our tenure out here in the world. And, um, you know, when I saw what you were up to and what you're doing next and kind of dove into it, it's like, hey, these guys are definitely worth getting on the show talking about because I think what you guys are doing is super cool. And I don't think a lot of people understand the organic, you know, fertilizer business and understand what's all involved. You know, they see what grows on top of the soil, but they don't have a lot of energy to what goes inside the soil in a lot of ways. And I want to get into that today, especially the way you guys are doing it and the way your company's created and stuff. I think it's going to be, I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have. But before we do that, like I always do, uh, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and your journey and, and how the hell I roped you into hanging out with me this morning. Wow. Well, my journey starts uh, a long, long time ago in a place far, far away. All uh, of our journeys start that do, way right? at our age, bro. Yeah, at our age, all of our journeys start with that opening mantra. Um, no, but really, I've been involved with food for my whole life. My mom was a caterer as I was growing up, knee high to a grasshopper, and and really, she kind of opened my eyes to the whole uh, food world. And um, when I went away to college, um, my my uh, dad said I'd be happy to pay for school, but otherwise, you got to support yourself. So I realized I needed to get a job right away, and and went into the restaurant business, and and. Uh, um, my first job was actually cutting fish for a, a fish market restaurant and um, ran the, the, uh, the market itself and then moved into purchasing for the restaurant, which was a great experience. And um, unfortunately, at that point, school wasn't going so well, so I ended up dropping out, but, but really refocused on, on management and, uh, and understanding the restaurant uh, food service world, um, which was a great experience. But I did promise my dad that I'd get back to school at some point, and so uh, decided to uh, move up to San Luis Obispo and focus on on school there and and getting into uh, Cal Poly. Eventually, I got my degree in nutrition at Cal Poly. Um, and go, Musta uh, you know, go Mustangs, go Mustangs, uh, and and you know, with that, I thought that I would really be able to um, you know solve everybody's. Um, nutritional issues and, and uh, you know, make good of the world. And, and I realized that uh, in order for me to do that, I needed to become a registered dietitian, which was not really um, the path that I wanted to go down. So I, I threw myself back into the food world and focusing on uh, restaurants and really tried to implement uh, food safety principles back in the in the 80s, which was fairly new um, and and really uh, unprecedented in the in the restaurant world. Hot food, hot cold food, cold kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Um, and and uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, you know, so I had created my own consulting business to help out in the restaurants, and I actually went back into a seafood processor, helping them with HACCP, et cetera. Fast forward to, um, to uh, uh, you know, post-college and, and um, I had a, 
had gone through, had a hot sauce company for a little while, had a catering business for a while. And, and, um, uh, during a, a busy day at catering and I was, you know, working hard and, and realized that this really wasn't what I had gone to school for. And, and I had, I had ended up in the Salinas area at the time and had several friends working in the produce industry and right knew of all that was going on and, and knew that my, my degree would fit into the quality assurance world pretty well. Um, and so that's what I did. I sent my resume to a buddy of mine and, and uh, said, hey, if there's a position for me, let me know. And that happened to be Earthbound Farm. Uh, and I joined them in 1999 uh, wow. as an assistant QA manager. Um, and at that time, Earthbound was a small regional processor doing about yeah. 200,000 pounds of leafy greens a week. Um, and I got on the most incredible ride I have ever been on, really. Uh, 15 years at Earthbound Farm helped build the program, yeah. food safety, quality, organic integrity. Along the way, I, was, uh, I served on the board of California Certified Organic Farmers, chaired that board for about six years. And uh, in 2006, um, was uh, at the center of a, um, uh, a national outbreak and uh, FDA investigation around spinach. We, we turned out to be the manufacturers of that spinach uh, that led to the outbreak. Uh, and so spent a long time with regulators trying to, to find the root cause, um, had, a, had a really fun visit from the FBI about three weeks into our investigation uh, because they were acting on a tip. We had knowingly con uh, distributed contaminated product. Wow. Uh, so that, that was a whole nother experience. I got through that. We got through that. Uh, we were exonerated from that, uh, that charge. Um, and um, really we emerged from the outbreak with uh, a new sense of what, it, what food safety meant in fresh produce. Sure. Um, there was a lot of focus on test and hold. Uh, that was really our, our additional hurdles that we added to our already robust program without a kill step. And so that's really where we focused. That was brand new for the industry. So I spent a lot of time talking to my colleagues in industry, academia, as well as regulators about what we were finding. Um, and really, um, you know, uh, it, it, it has become a, a very common tool for food safety professionals today in the fresh cut industry, for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, a, a few years after the outbreak, I had the opportunity to run all of operations for Earthbound Farm, which was a great experience for me. For sure. Um, left them in 2014 and, and uh, really uh, went into uh, back into consulting, worked for a couple of different juice startup companies, which was exciting. And most recently was with uh, IEH Laboratories and Consulting Group running their produce division, helping right helping clients uh, in, in all aspects of, of produce, uh, whether it be operations, organic integrity, food safety, or quality issues, uh, we were there to help out. Um, and, and that brings me to uh, AgroThrive, which Agro is Thrive, really yeah. um, what we're here to talk about today and what, uh, uh, as, you, as you said in the introduction, you know, has, has really energized me and excited me about all the opportunities that AgroThrive brings. And really, it's kind of a full circle moment for, for me because, um, you know, one of our major feedstocks are those very fish carcasses that I left, uh, um, you know, in the garbage behind? can back probably way back when fish. in the restaurant. Yeah, probably not the same fish. I'd like to, I'd hope not. No, it's not the same be a, fish. Yeah, it'd be a high level fish, of funky by now. 
it is exciting to uh, to kind of come full circle and and be working uh, with that that product again in a different aspect, uh, but it but it certainly is um, you know super exciting. That's cool, dude. I mean, your, your trajectory has been fantastic, and again, you know what you did at Earthbound, the things that you changed, the things you've gone through is phenomenal. I mean, it's those that know the story know the story, and if you don't, it's it's really it, it it's something. And the fact that you guys we're able to overcome that and then continue to build an iconic brand is really, it's pretty impressive to be honest with you, but I'm excited about, you know, like you said, the Agathon, I think this is such a neat company doing some really cool stuff, but let, so let's frame it up a little bit. Let's give some people a little bit of an insight of what's going on first. You know, how big is the organic fertilizer industry here in the United States? I mean, I don't, I, I you know, it, it's an interesting question because again, I don't necessarily know people put a lot of energy to, how the stuff below the ground works and why you need boats below the ground and what really is available below the ground. So tell me a little bit of what you wouldn't mind about that, the size and scope of the business. Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Karen Nardotza, president and CEO of Moxie Marketing. On behalf of all the Moxers worldwide, thanks for listening to Toddversations and Toddbits. At Moxie, we're known for strategic marketing and PR, unique branding and packaging, award-winning web and graphic design, and trade show experiences that generate results. Whether you're selling B2B or B2C, a farmer, processor, commodity board, retailer, food service, or somewhere else on the supply chain, we make it easier to grow your brand and your business. From avocados to zucchini and petunias to protein, we help you tell your story, stand out, and achieve your goals. Get Moxie, and together we'll celebrate your success. Yeah, market-wise in North America, um, the industry, uh, the organic fertilizer industry is about $2.1 billion. Yeah. Um, and it's projected to get to about uh, 3.6 by 2026. Amazing, um, which is uh, you know about a twelve percent um, annual growth rate, which is a pretty exciting thing. And, and globally, we're talking about eight point three billion now, wow. and and projected to be at fifteen point nine billion by twenty by twenty thirty. Um, so you know, really, it's a it's a it's a thriving segment, and uh, and continues to grow, especially as we see you know challenges with uh, conventional fertilizer supplies. Um, right and and with the uh, conflict in Ukraine, only exacerbating that challenge. Oh yeah, and and when we get into why how you guys do what you do, I think people are going to be like, whoa. So tell me a little bit. Let's, let's talk. Let's frame up. Let's talk about AgroThrive really quick. Let's give them the history, you know, of AgroThrive and how it started, if you wouldn't mind. Let's give you know a little little four one one on that. Yeah, certainly. So uh, we've been been around since about two thousand and six. Uh, our, fag, our founder, uh, uh, Dragon Masura, um, was, is a food scientist and had been working uh, a lot with microbial fermentation in the dairy industry and really uh, understanding uh, digestion in, in, in our guts and, and how that all works um, and realized that um, they could, he, he could make a very viable uh, fertilizer product out of uh, some simple feedstocks, if you will. Right. Um, so that, that really was the foundation of, of what we went out to, to go do. And, and um, you know, the other interesting aspect back in the day when he was starting the company, he knew right away that uh, he was part of 
uh, a supply chain uh, that didn't have a kill step necessarily in produce. And so he focused on food safety right out of the gate, which was something that um, that was really uh, a, a differentiator amongst uh, fertilizer uh, suppliers or input suppliers uh, during that time. AgriThrive sure. was actually a supplier to Earthbound Farm back in the day. And so um, uh, subsequent to our, our, um, our outbreak and recall and some issues with uh, fertilizers, organic fertilizers back in the day, not necessarily representing uh, um, true organic fertilizers, um, we built a, a fertilizer uh, validation program to ensure that not only was the fertilizer we were using organic, but it also was food safe. And sure. so we instituted a requirement around validation and then um, uh, testing uh, lots for pathogens. And, and AgroThrive was the, was the first to step up to the plate and complete all the requirements in that program. So impressed really me cool. right out of the gate. That's really cool. And I love it. I mean, let's be honest, and I'm sidebarred a little bit, but Dragon's the coolest name in the produce business. I don't care. Find another one that beats it. I mean, come on. And I'm not picking on them. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, you walk into a meeting with the first name Dragon, you're going to kick ass. It's guaranteed. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, I mean, you know, one of the things that I I love about what you guys are doing and what Dragon's created too, I mean, because it takes effort to create this. You guys are kind of a, really are a family first company right? You're really all about that. You're really all about something bigger than just being in the fertilizer business. How's that, you know, coming into it, you've been there a while now. I mean, what's it like working for a company like that for you? Well, it's really, for me, it's kind of uh, going back to the the early earthbound days, um, which was a family run business. And, and um, I, I tend to gravitate towards that. And, and, you know, in thinking about it, I come from a large family. I've got uh, five sisters and a brother. And so, you know, uh, having a, uh, a family dynamic is something that I'm very used to, um, you know, from my childhood. And, and uh, I really love the aspect uh, of, of that family um, run or family focused business because um, everybody in the organization is part of the family as far as, right. as we're concerned. And, and um, you know, that, that leads to uh, open, open dialogue, transparency, uh, and, and some really good uh, discussions around, you know, how to move the, 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 the ball forward appropriately. Right. Um, you know, uh, Dragon's uh, two sons have kind of grown up with him down here in, in Gonzales. Um, you know, he would bring him down on the weekends uh, to spend time with him while he was uh, doing everything he could to get uh, quality fertilizer out the door. And so uh, the two, the two uh, sons, uh, Mirko and Marco, really grew up in the industry and, and um, you know, uh, Dragon was very excited to learn uh, that as they were getting ready to graduate college, that they both wanted to come join the company, even though they had other opportunities out there. Um, so today we do have both both boys here with us, um, awesome. helping to move uh, you know the family uh, family uh, business forward, if you will. I love it. I mean, you know, you get into a family, you get into a company that's focused like that. It's not a hard place to work in a lot of ways, right? I mean, you're, you're to that point of you know, you're out to uplift your team, right? I mean, that's the goal, right? So it's not hard. It's part of that culture. And I think that's just so powerful. And I think it makes a great company. I mean, I think we, we need to be thinking harder about building that family first culture when it comes to business. I think it's just, it's hard to do with, you know, 
25,000 employees. I get that, but that mindset can't apply to that, you know, of that big of a group. And I just think it's, it's such a great way of doing it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. It's great to see the kids involved, right? It's great to see the ball moving down the field again. It so, is exciting. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the problems that you're solving and what you guys are doing, you know, and on your mission statement, um, you guys say, you know, you're out to improve the health of our soils, the sea and the skies by safely repurposing nutrient dense organic waste into sustainable biofertilizer. So AgroThrive, you know, what I can determine is built on the belief that, you know, organic waste, which is what we're going to talk about, can be converted into a safe and more, um, you know, can be converted into a safe, you know, um, nutritious fertilizer. So explain to me a little bit of what, about what that means and how that applies. Yeah, so the, the mission, again, to, uh, to protect the soil, seas, and skies, really our product um, going through what we call the progressive digestion process creates a, um, a ready, readily available uh, nutrients for the plants to immediately uptake. And so, um, you know, creating uh, a healthy soil environment um, for the plants to, to thrive in um, is, is very, very important and part of that mission. When you're creating that, that healthy soil environment, um, you tend to be able to lock in uh, the nutrients and prevent runoff um, and, and leaching from that environment. And so that's really what we, we believe is, is the part of protecting the seas is, is preventing runoff of these, um, you know, nitrogen-based fertilizers uh, into our waterways and eventually into the ocean. And then right. the skies part of it is really focused on the fact that we're diverting this food waste from getting into the landfill where, um, you know, methane production from landfills accounts for about 30, 30% of the total. So it's a yeah. significant a number. And uh, our process, the progressive digestion process, takes this food waste and in 21 days converts it into a liquid fertilizer that's food safe and uh, highly nutritious for the plants, readily available uh, with some biological activity, activity to right. add additional benefits, stimulating that root biome. I love it. Well, you know, it's, and we're going to get deeper. I want to get into the progressive digestive process at this point so people can understand exactly what you're doing. But, you know, it's interesting that nearly 60%, you touched on a little bit, of animals raised for human consumption become waste, right? It's a, and it's a huge contributor to greenhouse gases. You guys have, have entered, um, you know, have entered into and are deeply invested in really a food waste reduction conversation is really about what you guys are doing. It's an upside, whether you want to call it upcycle, whatever you want to I mean, you guys are taking something and you're taking something that was nothing and turning it into something. And I think it's super powerful. So let's go, go hard, go deep, explain the process, share with me about your progressive digestion process, what it is, how it works, go. Yeah. Because so it's super the, cool. The, the um, it, it really starts with our feedstock. We use primarily, we use uh, uh, fish waste from uh, fish processing. So carcasses and, and, and guts and the whole, the whole fish that would normally go to landfill or potentially to a renderer. Uh, we bring that in and we blend it with corn steep liquor um, and use the, the fish's uh, natural um, uh, microbes and enzymes in their gut, as well as the spoilage organisms on the fish itself uh, to start the process. So there isn't any inoculation going on. We're not, we're not charging it with anything special. It's, it's really just using the, the natural uh, uh, microbes on the fish themselves to start that process. And the progressive digestion process takes 
um, the, that product through a, a temperature uh, um, uh, grade, if you will, taking it from mesophilic or, or room temperature all the way up to about 170, 160, 170 degrees Fahrenheit over that 21 day um, uh, time, time phase. Right. And, and right. so um, in, in digestion, you know, it's typically not one, it, well, not typically, it isn't one organism that does that entire process. If you eat something, you know, it's a, a consortium of bacteria that work on that food to properly digest it. Right. Something works on the fat, something works on the carbohydrates, something works on the protein. Um, and so, by taking it through this process slowly, we allow for each uh, uh, colony or that consortium to work uh, in sequence uh, so that by the end of the process, you end up with a, uh, a most, mostly digested product uh, that is, uh, allows for immediate uptake by the plant. Um, and we use the, the microbes energy produced and capture that heat uh, to heat the product up, product up. So there really isn't any energy consumption um, uh, pr produced by this process, if you will. Right. So you're taking, so you're taking the, you're, you're basically just put, you know, you're, you're taking the waste and, you know, from fish and, and cooking it up through this digest pro and turning it into an amazing organic fertilizer. And, and to be clear, the corn, the corn that you use, isn't that called moonshine? Isn't that the other name for that? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> well, no, not quite. But, you know, I think eventually it could be there. Yeah. That's uh, so what I'm talking about. Oh, so now we're rebranding AgroThrive. We got another, we're going a different direction after this, after this, uh, after this broadcast, we're going to have a conversation. We're going a different direction. No, I'm teasing. But it's so cool to think about what you're doing. I mean, again, product that would, that doesn't have any true clear purpose in a lot of ways coming through, going through your process and you guys are extracting, you know, putting everything together and coming out with this amazing fertilizer. It's, it's, fascinating to me because I love the food waste part of it. I love the upcycling. I love the fact that we're keeping it out of the landfills. I love the fact that we're, you know, again, repurposing. But one of the interesting things about your product that I find amazing, and I've, you know, got a nice garden, flowers and plants, everything else, your stuff works incredibly fast on the plants. Like I can put your stuff out through the watering can and do something like I can see a difference in a week. It's pretty amazing. Is that just because it's just the way you guys are doing it? Because it's got such a great load of stuff going on or is it because you just got that right blend going in the plants, just finding everything it wants to just blow up and go with. No, it really does have everything to do with our process. Uh, most liquid fertilizers that are in the marketplace today are, are blends of, you know, fish emulsion and, and this corn steep liquor, but don't really go through the same digestion process that our products do. So as a result, when you apply it to the field or to a garden, uh, you have to allow the, the microbial activity to take place, that digestion to happen in the field. So there's a, right. a time delay before those nutrients are available to the root uh, and the plant to uptake. Whereas our products because we have gone through our progressive digestion process, those nutrients are readily available um, for the plant to immediately uptake. And then uh, because we have biological activity in the finished product, it also aids in stimulating that root biome um, by allowing for uh, dramatic root hair growth, um, as well as 
um, you know, uh, biological activity on the surface of those roots, as well as in the phloem of the plant that allow for great nutrient uptake, water uptake, and really uh, holding all those nutrients in that root biome so that the plant can continue to thrive um, subsequent to that application. Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it. it's impressive stuff. No two ways about it. I mean, having you, I mean, it's impressive. One of the things that I, I found myself asking companies like yourselves or curious about is how you go about collecting data, how you go about proving what you're doing, who you're working with, why you're working with. I think a lot of that comes from some of what I've learned through this pandemic about how the tests were done with vaccines. What was, you know, what's the process? What information do you provide? And if you get in, it's, it's a rabbit hole. I'm not going down, but it, it, it got me curious about how does this work, right? Because if you guys could just have somebody in the lab going, oh, this shit works great. But, you know, there's more to it than that. So I want to talk a little bit about the data collection you do with universities, USDA, et cetera. You know, what do you guys, I'm going to give you a two-part question and let you run with it. What do you look at? And then, you know, why does these tests matter going above and beyond just, you know, what you're doing in-house? So, um, you know, really, it's, it's fairly easy to assess what's happening to the plants when you apply a fertilizer and, you know, you either see results or you don't see results. Right. But, but for us, it's really uh, drives the question is, well, what, 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 what is the secret sauce? What is truly allowing for that plant to behave the way it is or react to the application that you've just made? Right. And so um, throughout the history of the company, we've spent a lot of time with, with university academicians and, and, uh, and other folks to help us better understand what's happening in that root biome. Um, so, so we've done some genomic work on our process to really look at what, what bacterias are, are, are uh, happening at each phase of the digestion process, what's left over, is there benefit of that organism, is there uh, you know, uniqueness in that organism that, that add benefits to the plant. And then also, you know, through this um, uh, electron microscopy um, that work we've done with uh, UC Riverside and, and, and Santa Cruz and Davis is really to best understand you know, what's happening at that, at the surface, at, in that root, um, uh, in the rise of rhizosphere, if you will. Right. Um, so that's where we've really been able to discover the, the dramatic um, change in, in, in root hair development, um, the, the phloem, you know, seeing the microbial activity in the phloem and as well as on the surface of the plants, uh, roots, um, you know, through that work, we've been able to better understand what truly is driving the benefits to, uh, you know, better yields, better health, et cetera, with the crop. Um, but it's really happening below the surface. And that's, that's really where we're focused is ensuring that the soil is, is as healthy as it can be. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you're doing it, you know, outside of just your own walls, right? I think it's so important that you involve these things and, and get these opinions out there because it's, A, it's how it, it, it it uplifts your brand, right? It, it becomes something that, you know, as a consumer, it means something, right? It, it does. It, it, to me, it does. To me, it's like, you know, just because you see those, hey, this is great. I get that. But why is it great, right? And you guys are proving that. And you can obviously, I can see the results. You can see the results of why this stuff works. You touched on something earlier, and I, I just want to come back to it. You know, one of the things I thought was super impressive about you guys is that you guys are completely 100% solar powered at your facility, correct? I mean, that is, that's a big deal. You know, that's a yeah. really big deal. 
Yeah, you know, I think it, it kind of, um, you know, may fall a little bit into the social responsibility side of things, but, but uh, you know, Dragon has really always felt that, um, you know, doing the right thing for the planet is an important uh, aspect of any, any thriving business. And so, um, you know, we, we invested in, in solar energy. We've got a two and a half acre solar array here that really uh, ener any energy that we use um, whether it be in production or in our offices is offset by this, uh, by the, the, the solar array. Solar grid. That's so, I mean, I think that's just so great. I mean, I mean, and it matters, right. It, it, it's a part of that, you know, look, you're an organic company, right. You're out doing things to change the world. You're, you know, you're, you're taking us where we need to go. Right. And so to lean into that, I mean, it matters, right. It, it and I think it speaks a lot in volumes too. And I'm going to be my next question. I'm going to throw about you a little bit about corporate responsibility. I think it's it plays into what I talked about earlier, which is that family first, let's, you know, we want to be bigger than, you know, we want to be bigger for the right reasons. Right. And I think that's just so powerful, but you guys really do have an impact on increasing, you know, corporate social responsibility. And I, and it, I know it's an important part of your culture. So I want to talk a little bit about um, a few of your giving back to the world initiatives, right there. And I think they're incredibly important to you guys for what I can tell. So I would love for you, if you could, I've got a couple of them I picked on. One is the homeless garden project. If you wouldn't mind, just explain what the project is and then how have you guys have kind of contributed to help that success? Yeah. So the homeless garden project is, is a, um, a, a nonprofit uh, organization up in, in Santa Cruz and, and really uh, they focus on job training, transitional employment and support for those uh, in Santa Cruz uh, County who are struggling with, uh, with uh, um, lack of housing and homelessness. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a program that's been around for, I believe a couple of decades now. Yeah. I think it's uh, been around. It's been pretty longstanding. I yeah, agree. And they really are uh, a major part of the Santa Cruz community, um, providing that support for homelessness and, and really helping get people back on their feet and providing, uh, you know, for those in the program, uh, four hot meals a week and, and, uh, the training and education and the, the opportunity to really get back on their feet and, and, and find a, uh, a trade that they can be successful in. And so, um, we, we think it's a very important, uh, aspect for the, for the community and for, for organic farming in general. Uh, and so we support them. Um, and we have been through a program uh, where we, we allow on our website, when consumers purchase our home and garden products, uh, they have the opportunity to round up uh, their purchase. And all of that, the proceeds in that roundup campaign, uh, we donate to, uh, to the Homeless Garden Project. That's um, fantastic. Pretty exciting. Yeah. That's um, so and I, today, to date, we've been able to donate uh, 680 gallons of product uh, to the Homeless Garden Project uh, to, to help them flourish. Um, and yeah. we just recently did a program on Earth Day that uh, we were able to get uh, 265 gallons uh, donated to them through this Roundup program. I think that's so cool. And I would encourage everybody listening to Google uh, the Homeless Garden Project. Check it out. See what they're doing. Learn from it, and ask yourself if your community could benefit from something similar. Because I think it is. I, I think it's really super cool. Um, we got to do something to help, right? We just cannot keep ignoring these issues inside of you know that are in front of us, outside our doors in our neighborhoods, because um, we're not winning the day. And so I think this yeah. is just a great deal. I'd love to see this expand and grow. 
it's a cool product. The other one that I love that you're doing is with Alba Organics, which is a really unique organization, which I'm sure not maybe a lot of people do or don't know, but I'd love for you to just kind of say, hey, what they're about and then how you've helped them as well, because they're it, it's a that's a cool project, too. Yeah, they're another uh, uh, long-term uh, uh, community uh, project uh, in organics. They've been around for over 20 years as well. Yeah. And, and really, uh, ALBA's uh, Agricultural Land-Based Training Association. And, and so what they do is they provide education, outreach, and, and resources for uh, low-income uh, or, or anybody, really, but, but focus mo- mostly on um, immigrant low-income uh, farm workers who are interested in um, learning more about agriculture, uh, up to and including becoming a farmer themselves. So, so they've got yeah. programs that uh, educate, where you know that they, they can bring in uh, farm workers and and they can become educated on irrigation, so they could move from becoming a harvester into the irrigation department or other areas where they might uh, be able to realize higher incomes and a better. Uh, um, living wage. Um, so there's there's programs like that, but they've also got this farm incubator program on their hundred acres up here in in the Salinas Valley, um, where they they start these guys off on a on a small plot of land and and teach them uh, organic uh, farming practices and and allow them to generate a little bit of income off that farm. Uh, they have kind of a food hub situation where they they consolidate all that that product and 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 will. Um, market it and, and sell it into the, uh, the wholesale um, markets, um, which is a huge benefit, not only for those, those growers, but for the community as a whole. I love it. It's really great. So what, and, and so what you're just wrapped up, are you still continuing? You just wrapped up a project with them? Yeah, we just wrapped up a project with them um, where we were able to donate uh, during Ag Week. We did a uh, get one, give one program through our, our website uh, where home gardeners, when they purchased a gallon of, of product, we gave a gallon to, uh, to Alba and uh, we ended up getting about 304 gallons uh, to donate to, to Alba through this, this project. That's really cool. And I mean, and needed. And what a great, again, what a great uplift, you know, guys and gals that want to do more and need to help and need to start and need to better understand and grow. And, and they put a lot of farmers in the field. And, you know, in a world where we don't have a lot of second generation, third generation farmers coming back, we got to keep figuring out where this food's going to come from and uplifting people and getting them the education and giving them a push. Got to love it. You got to love it. And, you know, teaching the, 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 the hard route through organic farming, you know, it's not, it's not easy uh, being an organic farmer. And so, you know, they're really, um, you know, I I really uh, commend them for all the hard work that they do in in keeping the organic movement alive and and pushing the organic side of things. Dude, I love it. I'm just, I'm stoked with what you guys are doing. I'm, I'm really thrilled to help get your message out there and get people to evolve. And, and, you know, you've talked about a couple of times on the website, you can buy the stuff on the website, ship it anywhere in the country, put it in your garden, do your stuff. You've got a great program. You've got opportunities for people to try stuff. You've got opportunities for people to get online. You can get discount codes. You can do all kinds of stuff, but you can also contribute to other causes. You can also get behind the Homeless Garden Project or whatever else. Who knows? Call Will. Talk to him about something you got going on. I bet he'll listen. You know, what the hell? Let's go. Let's build, let's build a better planet. And why not do it with organic fertilizer? I'm all about that, right? I'm good. One application at a time. At a time. It's what I'm talking about, man. It's what it takes, man. Just getting to start with the one one apple leads to two, right? 
I love yeah. it. So tell me, what's next for you guys? Give me some some breaking exciting news. What do we know? Well, you know, one of the things that that has been uh, pretty interesting for us is that we developed this line of of home and garden products a few yeah. years ago, um, um, because uh, we were asked by several you know neighbors, friends, family, you know, why don't why can't we use this product uh, in our gardens? And so we uh, launched this this line of of home and garden products that really is exactly what. Um, you know, industrial farmers are using in their fields today. Right. Um, so it's pretty exciting to be able to deliver this organic liquid fertilizer um, equal to what what farmers get to use out out in the industrial world. Uh, that that also has a, a a huge element of food safety attached to it, which is you know beneficial to everybody involved in the supply chain. Uh, you know, you want to make sure your food's as safe as it can be. Um, and, and so we, we ensure that with our products, which is pretty darn exciting. It is. Um, another project that really is getting uh, a lot of, of interest and excitement is um, in, in California specifically, we've got this SB1383 that says that you can't divert your uh, food waste to the landfill anymore. Right. Um, and so it's a big challenge, not only for, um, you know, us us uh, home cooks and, and uh, you know, trying to figure out what goes in what bin with respect to uh, recycling that food waste at home, but uh, major retailers and restaurants and, and everybody in the, in the food system really has to be concerned about that. And so we have been working with um, a, a major uh, club store uh, to see if we can uh, take their expired protein waste from their warehouses uh, and convert that into a, a viable uh, fertilizer product that we would then supply to the produce growers who are then supplying the warehouse Back. and create what we call a closed loop project. Closed loop, yeah. Um, and, and so that's super exciting. I think that that has a lot of opportunity um, and, and something that, you know, members of that club store will, will get behind and, and be encouraged to, uh, you know, participate in. You know, I, I, I absolutely agree that they will. I think if people recognize what they can do with their purchasing decisions and how they can vote with their dollars and actually realize what the power of that is and being a part of something that touches them on a morals and values category, whatever it is, right? But it's so important to have those opportunities for consumers. And I commend you guys for going down this trail. I, I, I love the idea. I think it's fantastic and super needed, right? It, you know, what, what comes next after this idea? I think it's great. Good job, man. Yeah, it's super exciting. And in another area that we really um, believe that we can have a significant impact on and, and uh, certainly, um, you know, in the ag world becoming a, a, a very important topic is this uh, regenerative agriculture, um, where, you know, a lot of the conventional growers are realizing that the, you know, 50 plus years of, of conventional practices are are starting to deplete, deplete soil yeah. health and the nutrition in, in their on their ranches and farms. And so, um, you know, uh, having a product that uh, is easily introduced into a conventional system, especially with the rising costs of conventional fertilizers, we are at a price point now where we can compete with those conventional fertilizers and bring added value around, uh, you know, the organic um, 
attributes that we can bring to that field, improving the soil health through the, the nutrition and the biological activity and, and really helping to, to rebuild that soil health and reduce the amount of leaching from that farm. I love it, man. I love it. I, I really do. I, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm stoked with what you're doing. That's why I said, come on, man, we got to talk about this because it's there's there's too much good. There's too much going on. And we need the world to lean into it, right? We need to be leaning into how do we develop and how do we help brands like yours grow to change this planet for the better long term. And you guys are doing that. And when you think about upcycling of the food waste, what are you going to do? You know, how are we going to call solve to your point? How are you going to solve this problem in the food sector? Right. What is what is what is a big block going to do with food waste? Right. Let's find a way. And you guys are definitely that. And it's making a better planet. I don't know. To me, it seems like a no brainer to me, which is why you're one of my favorite brands this, you know, in 2022. And I list you know, guys that are doing stuff. Gals are doing stuff. Brands are out there. You guys are right there at the top of the list because I think where you're heading and how you're doing it is incredibly powerful. So I appreciate you, brother. I'm proud of you. Keep it up. Keep going, baby. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the kind words. And it's really you know, all the, all the things that you mentioned are, are what excites me about the company. And the reason why I've, I've joined the company is, is that I think that, you know, we're doing the right thing for the planet. We're doing the right thing for the, the farming community and ultimately the consumers. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's super exciting to be able to bring that uh, home and garden product to, to gardeners around the country and the world. And, and um, you know, there's been lots of benefits around that. And uh, yeah, so it's super exciting to um, take all of my, uh, you know, um, experiences from from all the jobs that I've performed and really um, see them all applicable to what we're doing today here at AgroThrive and, and uh, making a, you know, uh, the planet a better place for our kids and, and grandkids. I love it. I, I think it's great. So, hey, everybody, I'm telling you, get online, AgroThrive, check it out. Find Will, con- get on the contact page, tell Will, send Will, junkie stuff, don't matter. just get on him. Let's go. Let's Please make do. a difference out there. And they're here to help. I love it, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you so much. It's been really, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to future conversations. Well, I'll see you soon. You know that. We'll be hanging. Excellent. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today. I really do appreciate your time and energy and uh, the opportunity to bring these conversations to you. The opportunity is for you to have a moment of pause and recognize you can make a difference, too, in your own neighborhood in a lot of different ways. And this is one way of doing it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Don't forget, look us up on social media. Hang out, connect, follow us, love us, talk to us, come share your story with us, whatever it takes. You know how to find us. Thanks for being here. Remember, go inspire somebody today. It's really important. You will make your day better and you're certainly going to make theirs better. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.